48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, the US blacklists Hong Kong's government flying service. The government plans to enter a new deal with Guangdong to buy water from the Dongjiang River. And allergy concern groups here say the risk of an adverse reaction to a COVID-19 vaccine is minimal. Trump administration has included Hong Kong's government flying service on a blacklist of entities with alleged military ties. It restricts them from buying a wide range of U.S. goods and technology. Mike Weeks reports. The list includes 58 Chinese entities and 45 tied to Russia. A subsidiary of Hutchison China, Hutchison Optel Telecom Technology, is among them. Around 300 civil servants work at GFS, which replaced the Royal Hong Kong Auxiliary Air Force in 1993. Its aircraft are used for search and rescue, firefighting, air ambulance services and law enforcement operations. Pro-democracy activists recently claimed the flying service helped police track 12 young Hong Kongers who were detained by the Guangdong Coast Guard in August, allegedly trying to flee to Taiwan. The flying service neither confirmed nor denied the claim, while police said the force played no role in the arrests. An epidemiologist says he doesn't know why the government is so strict on incoming travellers when there are still loopholes in the quarantine system. Hong Kong has banned flights from the UK and imposed an extra week of quarantine on arrivals here already here after a more contagious strain of coronavirus was found there. Professor Benjamin Cowling from the University of Hong Kong says the strain could already be present here. I don't think that the complete ban is the kind of measure that would be a good idea to sustain for a long time, bearing in mind that this strain is probably also in other parts of the world already. So I don't think I could imagine Hong Kong banning travel from anywhere else in the world. And anyway, if you remember back to the third wave, that wasn't caused by an importation in a traveller who was subject to the quarantine orders. It was coming in through one of the loopholes, which I believe still exists. So I don't know why we're so strict on, even more and more strict on the incoming travellers from places like the UK and, and, and other countries when we still have loopholes in place and there were still other ways for the virus to get in. Some experts believe the third wave of infections in Hong Kong was caused by seafarers and their crew being exempt from quarantine. Infectious disease expert Joseph Tsung says the government should consider banning more flights from Europe when infection numbers there spike. He told an RTHK programme that it wasn't enough to target travellers from the UK as the more virulent strain had possibly spread to other European countries. He said the government should put people returning from France, Belgium, the Netherlands and Denmark into quarantine camps instead of hotels for 21 days, a week longer than other inbound travellers. The convener of Civil Human Rights Front, Figo Chan, describes as ridiculous the top court's ruling that it's constitutional for the government to impose a mass ban on authorised assemblies. He told an RTHK programme that such protests were approved by police and the ruling undermines the freedom of those who don't want to be recognised at demonstrations such as gay parades. But barrister Ronnie Tong said the court reached the decision after balancing the interests of individuals and the general public considering the impact of last year's social unrest. He took the view that if there are elements who join a peaceful demonstration wearing masks with the sole intention of committing violence, and that likewise is not to be tolerated. And therefore, where you have a law which prevents the commission of such a criminal intent, then it is also obviously acceptable and constitutional. So uh, the Court of Final Appeal, in fact, therefore, drew no difference between people wearing masks in a violent demonstration from people wearing masks in a peaceful demonstration. 
Chinese virologist at the Centre of Claims that the coronavirus leaked from her laboratory in Wuhan says she's open to any kind of visit to rule it out. Here's the BBC's John Sudworth. Ever since a new pandemic coronavirus appeared on the doorstep of the world's leading coronavirus research centre, allegations of a lab leak have swirled around the Wuhan Institute of Virology. China, the lab and its leading virologist, Professor Shi Zhengli, have all angrily denied the claims. But now, with a World Health Organization team about to begin its long-awaited inquiry into the origin of COVID-19, Professor Shi has answered the BBC's questions by email. I would personally welcome any form of visit based on an open, transparent, trusting dialogue, she said. Government plans to enter a new deal with Guangdong to buy water from the Dongjiang River. If less water is used, the SAR can get a discount of less than 1%. New pricing arrangement will be in place for the next nine years. Government advisor on water supplies, Edwin Lau, was not impressed. It's not a great deal. It's a very small uh, increase. Actually, in the long run, the Hong Kong government should negotiate with the Guangdong authorities to have a better deal. Two allergy concern groups say members of the public should get vaccinated against COVID-19 because the chance of an allergic reaction is small. The Hong Kong Allergy Association and the Hong Kong Institute of Allergy say substances used in vaccine stabilisers probably cause, cause most adverse reactions. But speaking at a press conference, Institute's Professor Gary Wong said getting a jab was similar to the minor risks people take every day. Whenever you cross the road, there is a chance you're going to be hit by a car, isn't it? But the chance is so small. Is it because you worry that you're going to be hit by a car in your whole life? You're not, not going to walk across the street? Currently, there is really no good way to predict who's going to develop these rare occurrences. But the fact is, the healthcare team has the ability to look after them. And we see these reactions all the time, whether it's related to drugs, whether it's related to food, whether it's related to other types of vaccine, for example. The World Health Organization says there is no evidence the new variant of coronavirus is more serious than existing strains. Maria van Kerkhover, the WHO technical lead for COVID-19, said scientists were looking at the body's antibody response to the virus. The WHO's top emergency expert, Mike Ryan, sought to reassure the public. There's zero evidence at this point that there's any increase in severity associated with this uh, disease. Clearly, work is ongoing to look at uh, transmission and the increased rates of transmission and how much of that is attributable to this uh, particular variant. We've seen many variants emerge over the last number of months. What no variant has done yet is establish itself as having any higher level of severity or evading our diagnostics or hiding from vaccines. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson says he's working with the French President Emmanuel Macron to resume trade across the Channel. France shut its borders to stop the contagious variant of coronavirus from spreading from Britain. The travel restrictions have increased uncertainty for businesses already stockpiling before the Brexit transition period ends. Mr Johnson said he understood French concerns, but he thought the risks from lorry drivers were low. But speaking at a Downing Street press conference, the UK's chief scientific officer, Patrick Vallance, said extreme caution was needed. 
We absolutely need to make sure we've got the right level of restrictions in place. I think it is likely that this will grow in num numbers of the variant across the country, and I think it's likely, therefore, that measures that need, to, need to be increased in some places in due course, not reduced. So I think it is a, a case that this will spread more. South Korea will shut all its ski resorts and winter tourist spots from Thursday until January the 3rd to curb the spread of the coronavirus. The Prime Minister also said gatherings of more than four people won't be permitted, while tighter curbs will be imposed on restaurants. In an event broadcast live on American television, Joe Biden has been injected with a dose of the Pfizer-BioNTech coronavirus vaccine as a hospital in his home state of Delaware. U.S. President-elect is 78 and considered to be in a high-risk group. Mr. Biden also praised the Trump administration. I think that the administration deserves some credit getting this off the ground with Operation Warp Speed. I also think that it's worth saying that uh, this is great hope. I'm doing this to demonstrate that people should be prepared when it's available to take the vaccine. There's nothing to worry about. Russian Secret Service has described as provocation a taped telephone call in which the opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, tricks an FSB agent into disclosing details about his poisoning in Siberia earlier this year. The agent says the toxin was planted in a pair of underpants. He also acknowledges that the swift action of Mr Navalny's pilot may have followed the operation. The phone call was organised by the investigative website Bellingcat. Arik Tola is a researcher there. There's a whole bunch of reasons why this worked. One of the reasons is we had a bunch of the inside information about this operation. We knew the names of everyone involved. We knew where they went. We knew the timeline. We know who talked to whom. We knew all this stuff. We were able to kind of use this information and parlay it into convincing this FSB officer that Navalny, who was speaking in his own voice, which thankfully he somehow didn't recognize, was actually a very senior member of the Russian security service and then to divulge information. He detailed how the poisoning happened, how the cleanup operation happened, who was in charge of it, who he cooperated with, what went wrong, and everything else. The United States has announced new terrorism charges in connection with the bombing of Pan Am Flight 103 over the Scottish town of Lockerbie 32 years ago. William Barr is the U.S. Attorney General. I am pleased to announce that the United States has filed criminal charges against the third conspirator. Abu Aguila Masood Kir al-Marimi. Let there be no mistake, no amount of time or distance will stop the United States and our Scottish partners from pursuing justice. Mr. Masood is a Libyan man suspected of making the bomb that brought the plane down. All 259 people on board and 11 people on the ground were killed in the attack. Finance, and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,195. That's 111 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $60 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 103.41 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 22 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 38 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. We start with American football. After starting the NFL season with 11 straight wins, the Pittsburgh Steelers stumbled to their third successive defeat, losing to the lowly Cincinnati Bengals. 
It finished 27-17 for Cincinnati, who picked up only their third win this season. Pittsburgh have already clinched the playoffs, but they hold a one-game edge over the Cleveland Browns in the race for the AFC North Division title with two games remaining. Now to the English Premier League, where Chelsea are up to fifth after a comfortable victory over West Ham United in their London derby at Stamford Bridge. Here's the BBC commentator, Jonathan Pearce. In comes a corner kick, 1-0! This time, the goal will stand. It's Thiago Silva with a leap through space, totally unmarked, and buries ahead header past Fabianski. And it's Chelsea, who moments ago thought that West Ham had scored against them, who take the lead here at Stamford Bridge. Mount finds Werner on the left-hand side of the penalty area. The, the shot comes in, it deflects, and Tammy Abraham, six yards out from goal, deflects it in. Mason Mount chips to the far post, and Pulisic coming, that's a brilliant save. Abraham follows up and drives in the rebound and has a second in a matter of moments, and Chelsea go three up with 11 to go. 3-0 was the way it finished. Here's the Chelsea striker Tammy Abraham, who scored his team's second and third goal in a span of two second-half minutes. My job is to help the team as much as possible to score goals and about getting in the right areas, and that's what I did for my two goals. Scoring goals gives you confidence, and you know, give credit to my teammates. You know, they created a lot of chances today, and we defended well as a team. To beat West Ham 3-0 is, is a massive result. The result takes Chelsea above Tottenham on goal difference. West Ham State 10th. Earlier, Burnley beat Wolves to move out of the relegation zone. Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood provided the goals for Burnley in a 2-1 victory at Turf Moor. Manager Sean Dyche was pleased to see his two main strikers regain their scoring touch. You know, if you've had a bit of a spell when you're not scoring, then just by the logic of stats and football, they, they chances start coming your way. You're going to take them at some point, which they did, and I'm pleased for both of them. You know, we changed with Jay's and Lucky actually because he's worked hard for us, but just thought Barnsley was getting more and more fit and more sharp, and I thought he, he did well tonight. And Woody nicks a nice goal, a poacher's goal. So really pleased for them too, and then the team, of course, as well. And finally, in golf, England's Lee Westwood has been named the European Tour's Player of the Year for 2020. It's the fourth time that Westwood has won the award 11 years after his previous success. The 47-year-old Westwood won the European Tour's Race to Dubai money list this year to claim the Order of Merit title for the third time. And as you look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The U.S. blacklists Hong Kong's government flying service. The government plans to enter a new deal with Guangdong to buy water from the Dongjiang River. And allergy concern groups here say the risk of an adverse reaction to a COVID-19 vaccine is minimal. And that's the news from RTHK. I like some sweeteners. You prefer a little spiciness. He wants to strike a balance. Someone thinks allocating resources as needed is most important. To cook to your taste, the most important thing is to know what's on your mind. The 2021-22 Budget Public Consultation has started. Go to budget.gov.hk and share your views. Amid the epidemic, thanks to all for being self-disciplined to protect yourselves and others. Thanks for keeping up personal and environmental hygiene and contributing to fighting the virus. We must take further steps. Keep track of your whereabouts. If you are sick, don't go to work or school. See the doctor and get tested promptly. 
We will prevail over the epidemic. Visit coronavirus.gov.hk for details. Fight the virus. Stay vigilant. Doesn't really feel like Christmas at all 